Welcome to another episode of the Transfix Take Podcast. It's our weekly market update, keeping you miles ahead in all things freight. Each week, we bring you news, insights, and trends from Justin Mays, our market expert. All right, Mays, hope you had a great week and you're doing well. Let's hear it. Hey, Jenny, hope you had a great week. Last week was a flashback to 2020. As we called out last week, we continue to see volume trends just as we did last year. We saw a slight decline heading into last week, and throughout the week, volume started to climb back upward as we saw in the same exact time frame last year and right around the same exact volumes. Although volumes were almost the same as last year, we know this year there's something a little different on shippers' minds. The West Coast and Pacific Northwest remain a shipper's top concern. And capacity is not loosening with a load to truck ratio over 20 to 1. And that is right, 20 loads for every one truck in those regions. Most markets in the Pacific Northwest and West Coast remain to be an area where carriers have a very strong upper hand in moving spot rates upward as the market continues to witness. And it looks like other regions are remaining flat, which is nice for shippers to finally get a little bit of breathing room. But what else have we got? To my surprise, we continue to see a noticeable easing in two large markets on the East Coast the Elizabeth, New Jersey, and the Atlanta, Georgia markets have seen to really cool off and capacity is starting to shift towards a more favorable shippers market. But how long will this last? I don't think it'll last long, to be quite honest. And I think within the next two weeks, we'll start seeing these markets, especially Elizabeth, New Jersey, start heating up as more imports flow into the port of New York, New Jersey. All eyes are staring down the Southern California ports and asking what is wrong as we hit another record number of ships waiting in the San Pedro Bay as we near the holiday season. Supply chain experts to CEOs have been very vocal on the issues we are experiencing and also acknowledging opening the ports 24-7 will not and has not made an impact on the issues facing the supply chain and will continue not making an impact until we start addressing the bottlenecks surrounding the ports. That's right, Maze. And Opening up the ports 24-7 has yet to fully roll out, but our CEO, Lily Shen, was recently on CNBC's The Exchange, where she pointed out it's a step in the right direction, but there's still a lot of work to be done in addressing the bottlenecks and throughport of overflow and volume of containers. As some experts have pointed out, the port cranes aren't even running anywhere near full capacity during normal business hours. Why is that? This is largely due to the inefficiencies surrounding these ports, such as space and the ability to process and move full and empty containers. A lot of people forget that the Southern California ports are known as the empty container destination in the US and even Canada, as empty containers are moved to the Southern California ports from the East Coast and Canada to make their way back to Asia. Currently, carriers and their chassis and yards are overflowing with empty containers and are having a tough time getting them back to the ports. Drivers continue to face large dwell times when picking up and dropping off containers. Even as they seem to have more luck picking up a container, the issue is really exacerbated when trying to return empties, making it near impossible with the wait times they face working with a congested port and missing appointments forcing them to bring back empties to their yard. A very strict process that has been forcing carriers to fill their yard and chassis with these empty containers preventing them from moving more loaded containers. This is why residents near the port are starting to really see the true effects in their front yards as empty containers on their neighborhood streets start appearing. We still have multiple issues along the way after making it through the ports, 
such as transloading and labor issues. And Mays, this is just the West Coast. The East Coast ports are already taking on more freight and seeing ships anchor at sea from Savannah all the way out to New York, New Jersey. So we've got a lot to talk about in the coming weeks. All the talk remains to be on the ports after making the presidential stage last week, but one factor on rising transportation costs that remains under the radar, but is traditionally the talk of town, fuel. That's right, fuel is also continuing to climb and starting to climb even faster this past week. Fuel is a large cost for anyone in transportation and will continue to have an impact on costs for all shippers as if they don't have enough to worry about already. That's right, Maze, but all eyes are on the supply chain and it looks like it's gonna stay that way for a while. Hopefully that means some positive change ahead, but either way, we'll keep you updated in the coming weeks as we head into Q4. Drive safely and we'll see you next week. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates, nor the companies with which such participants are affiliated warrants its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.